episode 24. Good morning, everyone. Hope everyone's having a great day. Gonna talk a little bit today about ETFs and index funds. Pulling up some notes here for you. So I talked to a lot of people, a lot of young people about their starting their investing journey. Um, and there's a lot of lack of knowledge on where to start, right? A lot of people my age, I'm 29, are just starting to think about retirement, 401ks, investing, um, the amount of information that we get nowadays um, in the news um, can be a bit overwhelming um, and it can be incredibly tempting to jump on some of the hot trends that are out there, um, whether it be with stocks, different investment options. And I'm not going to get down into the minutiae, I guess I could say, um, of everything, right? Um, But I just want to talk about the benefits of ETFs and index funds, why I like to invest in them, why I think they're a good investment vehicle. And while they can be, as a friend of mine said the other day, um, boring, right? Um, Passive investing, I guess you could call it, um, kind of set it and forget it investing, long-term investing is not a roller coaster ride. It's not an adrenaline rush, Um, but it is a tried and true method of building wealth. And I think it's a great way in a great place. ETFs and index funds are a great place to put your money. So what is an ETF and an index fund? Well, it's essentially a collection of stocks similar to a mutual fund, um, a collection of different stocks in one single package. You can think of it. Okay, Um, Some of the most popular index funds and ETFs mimic the S&P 500. Right, So you get a little portion of a lot of different companies. And the reason why this is beneficial to you is because it diversifies your investment. So what happens when a single company in the S&P 500 loses 20% of its value in a day? Right, Not common, but it, it could happen. What happens if you own just that single stock? If you own $1,000 of that single stock, well, you lost 20% of your money. If you have an index fund or ETF that, that mimics the S&P 500 as a whole, your investment is not going to go down 20% because you're, you're greatly diversified, right? So you're hedging on that. It's a safer play. Now, let's take it in the opposite direction. If that single stock increased by 20% and you just own that single stock, well, you're your investment increased by 20%. Congratulations, that does happen. And if you own the ETF or index fund, mimicking the S&P 500 and that single company in the S&P 500 increased its its stock value by 20%, you're not seeing a 20% increase because you're highly diversified, right? So it's it's, it's not exciting. Like I said, it's not the roller coaster, but it is a steady way to invest. And um, I don't have the actual number pulled up in front of me, but... Since inception, which um, is a long time, I can't remember when the S&P 500 was actually, let's see, when was the S&P 500? So we'll do a little bit of research here. I typically don't do this, but 
we're going live <laughs> with the research. On March 4th of 1957, it looks like the S&P 500 was fo- introduced, was formed. Since inception, I believe it's averaged between 75 and 8.5% increase year over year. So what history tells us is, you know, we could probably expect to see those sorts of returns in the future, right? So um, 7.5 to 8.5% is a great return year over year for your money, especially when compound interest is taken into consideration. But it's not the big win. It's not going to get you, uh, and it, those aren't going to lead the headlines, right? What's going to lead the headlines are the people that turned $1,000 into a $1 million by investing in penny stocks for a year or so. <laughs> you know, they picked the right company. Um, what the headlines also don't tell you are um, the people who lost a fortune investing that way as well. Um, so it, it's a lot riskier. It is a lot riskier investing in single stocks, and it's why I don't typically do that. Um, the I would say 99% of what I hold, in fact, right now actually, I only hold index funds and ETFs. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what the difference is between them both. Actually, I'm going to back up a little bit. So one benefit over a mutual fund, because a mutual fund also is an actively managed portfolio of stocks that you can buy in a package, right? And when I say actively managed, a company is typically selecting these stocks um, and charging you for that management, right? And those management fees are typically a whole lot higher than what you find with ETFs and index funds. So in 2018, it looked like the average annual expense ratio for passively managed funds, which would be your ETFs or your index funds, passively managed, meaning there's not a company or a person actively picking these stocks. They just kind of have what the package is and it just rolls that way, right? You're just, you kind of get what you get. These passively managed funds, the expense ratio um, was 0.15. Um, that's a big deal. Um, That's a very big deal. Because when you think about, and I'm reading a book by Tony Robbins, um, Money Master the Game, when you take a, the expense ratio of a mutual fund, which I believe can be upwards of one, two, sometimes even 3%, um, and you take that over the course of 30 years, it could be hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're paying in fees. So one benefit, um, an additional benefit of an ETF and an index fund is a low expense ratio. 1% is a whole lot more when considering compound interest than 0.15%, okay? So if you're able to um, um, gain some knowledge regarding index funds and ETFs and you're able to invest in those for the long term, you're going to keep a lot more of your money than if you were to invest in a mutual fund. And just so you know, most 401k plans are invested in actively managed mutual funds. It's why these companies are so large that offer, um, that offer these mutual funds. They make a lot of money off of our money. Okay, so another, that's another benefit of ETFs and index funds. Um, the major difference is, and there's not many for people that buy and hold that are long-term investors, um, but one is that ETFs can be traded throughout the day. Index funds can be bought and sold um, only at the end, I believe, of the trading day. Okay, so ETFs can be bought and sold throughout the day. Index funds can only be bought and sold at one time um, each day. Now, for us, for me, that doesn't, doesn't really matter. I'm not buying and, and selling in ETFs or index funds um, 
throughout the day anyways. So it, it's not a it's not a really big factor. Um, another one is the minimum investment amount. Um, sometimes when it comes to index funds, there's a minimum amount that you have to purchase purchase from a, a fund. Um, with ETFs, it's typically a lot less. So you can you can get into buying ETFs typically um, with less money that you can with index funds. But in my personal experience, this isn't a huge factor. Um, so it's not one I take into consideration. Um, there are also some tax benefits or tax differences, I guess you could say, when you're actually selling. Um, but I'm not going to get into that. So the the I guess what you could take away, um, and I think most of my listeners are are probably long-term investors, is that they're essentially the same. Um, they they offer many of the same benefits. I don't discriminate per the way that I invest between the two. Um, but when you think about index funds, just to wrap up my conversation here, when you think about index funds and ETFs, um, essentially they're packages. They're packages of many stocks that you can purchase in one fund. In one fund. Um, it gives you great diversification. It's not an exciting way to invest, but it is one that can provide steady growth. And you can buy these packages that mimic certain things. So um, you can buy a package, an ETF or an index fund that mimics the S&P 500. You could buy one that mimics the entire market, all companies being traded. You can buy one that mimics um, tech companies. Um, really, you know, do your research on kind of what you want to invest in. I recommend... ETFs and index funds that mimic the S&P 500. It's what I personally do. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a great way to passively invest. It's, it's a great way to get into investing if all you're doing right now is saving. I was just talking to a buddy of mine, and he was brought up middle class lifestyle, and he was always taught to save. So he got good at saving, but he was never taught about investing. And for that type of person, which I could say that I'm, I'm in that boat as well, I, wasn't, I, I didn't grow up learning about investing. Um, so for people like us, ETFs and index funds are a great way to get into investing because it provides great diversification. Um, it's not nearly as volatile as investing in individual stocks. Um, it's a steady way to build wealth. So... Um, I appreciate you guys listening to the episode. Hopefully you learned a little bit about ETFs and index funds and you can choose which one works for you and hopefully you're going into a rabbit hole right after you get done listening to this, researching which ones might be of interest to you and which ones are available. Um, the only ask that I'd have is if you are not currently subscribed to our newsletter, um, you can do so. It's the best way to get all of the content I produce here at Millennial Economics straight to your inbox typically don't send an email out, but once or twice a month, maybe three times if I'm really getting after it and producing some cool things. Um, but we have lots of cool things happening here at Millennial Economics, and so I'd appreciate it if you subscribed. You can do so by going to my website. Um, you can go to www.millennialecon.com. If you scroll to the bottom of the homepage, um, you'll be able to enter your email address in and subscribe to the newsletter. When you do, you'll also get a two-page PDF um, that I titled Quick Tips for Financial Success, um, and it'll give you some nice little tidbits, some nice little pieces of information to get you on your uh, financial journey and get you financially fit. So thanks again for tuning in, and we will talk soon.